Hi, I'm John. And I'm Cecilia. Welcome to Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. Hey, Crazy Cats. Welcome back to our next installment of our small team showcase episodes. The episodes where we showcase small teams that are not running along Travel Channel and are not blasting all over the interwebs, not up in your face, but are doing some really good work and deserve to be recognized. It was a dark, stormy night here in Texas. Rising from the ashes of a lightning strike being reborn again, the Texas Paranormal Expeditions of Dallas-Fort Worth team. And I want to say, (laughs) I want to say welcome, guys. (laughs) Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about your team. Well, we have our founder, uh, Lauren Gonzalez. She's going to be popping in here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, She's finishing up a little bit of some work from home. So we're taking over her house temporarily so we can do this. Um, <laughs> I, my name is Jenna Reed. I am kind of the resident druid, sensitive, empath. Um, yeah, <laughs> I do, I do some, a lot of that type of stuff. Um, we've got Rob is he, here. He's kind of like one of our tech guys. Super cool. Comes up with all sorts of ideas all the time. Um, he actually has a couple of his a new inventions here today, so it's it's really neat. Maybe he can tell you a little bit about that. Yes, cool. please. <laughs> and then we have um, TJ Reed, my husband. He's our resident skeptic. He's kind of our checks and balances guy. When everybody else is all kind of going, oh, I think it's a face, he's the one that's kind of looking at it going, no, that's totally a shadow, and I can prove it. Good, so, good. <laughs> and he's good at what he does. <laughs> Is that everybody in the room with you today? It's everybody in the room with us today. Um, a few of our other team members actually had a Mother's Day activities that they had already planned on. So the ones who are not here, I want to give a total big shout out to Ryan, Stephanie, Crystal, and Tim, and Lauren McCoon, our second Lauren of the team. So um, those are our other uh, team members who are not able to be here today, but I, I didn't want to leave them out. No. I got a quick question before we get into into um, what y'all are doing. You guys were an established team for a while. Yes. And then stopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. There was a little bit of some internal rearrangement that needed to be done. A couple of people are like feeling like they kind of had another calling that they kind of wanted to go on and kind of see where that took them down their life's path. And so they're off doing that and loving loving what's coming mm-hmm. next on their journey. So I'm super excited for them. Um, and then we have just like another group kind of go on a, off another direction. So um, kind of just give them an opportunity. And now we're back kind of get everything reorganized, rearranged, and we're ready to jump forth on our second journey. So are you all like go out to commercial places? Or are you residential combination? Both, actually. So tell us a little bit more about what your vision is, what you, you're going to be doing, what's coming up, about the resident ghosts that are in the house that you're in right now. <laughs> the resident ghosts, I will let Lauren tell you a little bit more about that. <laughs> she she lives with them, so she can give you a little bit of some some input. Um, her and a couple of her team members recently just did an EVP in her house to see if they wanted to talk, and some pretty cool stuff came through. So I'll let her tell you about that when she's here. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm asking you, Miss Jenna, a question. <laughs> and 
You could say, no, I'm not going to answer, or no, I don't want it as part of the episode. That's entirely up to you. But don't you also have an attachment or a resident in your house? Oh, yes. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting. I grew up in a house that was almost like a halfway house for spirits. So we had several residents as well as some that just came and go, would come and go, tell their story and move on. Um, so that was something that I grew up thinking was pretty much normal. Um, so it seems like everywhere I go, there's something that pops in or comes through, or I don't know if maybe they're just attracted, but in the house that we're currently living in, we do have a, uh, a young man who is a, a spirit He's kind of like our other house housemate, and he kind of roams around. He likes to open the front door, leave through the front door, close the front door. Um, if you're in the bathroom and you don't lock the bathroom, he'll open the bathroom door <laughs> and barge in. And so, but he, you know, he he kind of just roams around the house like anybody else that lives there. So, it's, yeah, it's kind of cool. We have to set some ground rules occasionally. When I first moved in. He burst open the bathroom door while I was taking a shower, and I had to lay some ground rules right there. That That is my personal time. You do not come in the bathroom when I am taking a shower. You close that door right now, and he closed the door. Oh, cool. So- <laughs> TJ, how do you feel about all this, the resident skeptic? Honestly, at this point, I've kind of gotten used to it. I'm not quite sure how to explain it yet, but <laughs> uh, like I said, by now I'm used to it all, so I just don't really think too much about it, really. <laughs> Uh, I love I, I love resident skeptics. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I I took us on a slightly different tangent than where you guys are going. So we, we'll turn our car back going the, the direction we were heading. So tell us a little bit about your team, what you're all doing, <laughs> what you're all up to. Well, we just got done with um, a meeting recently. We're planning on just kind of some outings where we can just kind of go test some of our new stuff out. Um, One of them is we're going to go back over to River Legacy and visit the Screaming Bridge. We're looking at uh, going over to Goatman's Bridge uh, near Denton. Um, And there's just a couple other places like that we're looking at. Like, let's see what we can do. but we did recently, Stephanie actually was the one who recently found a gentleman down in Helena, Texas, which unless you, if you don't know where that is, that's like on the other side, the southern side of San Antonio. Apparently it's a ghost town that used to be pretty booming. It was like pretty hardcore Wild West type stuff going on down there. There's a couple of legends about how it came to be a ghost town. One of them was... Uh, somebody's child was killed, the sheriff of the place, their child was killed, and they're like, we're going to destroy the town. So they went and used their influence to move the railroad out of the town so there was no more commerce, and it fell. Yeah, that's a good way to destroy a town. (laughs) And then there's like some other uh, stories of it maybe being haunted or it was cursed. So... Um, but there is a gentleman that is responsible for kind of like the upkeep of the ruins and the different buildings and everything that's left. And so it is open to the public for you to go and look at it and hopefully leave donations for the upkeep of the buildings. Um, but he recently contacted our team through Stephanie and basically asked, hey, is there any way that you guys can come down here and take a look 
at what all is going on. We've got people saying that there's ghosts. We've got other people saying there's things that are happening, like doors and whatnot closing. We can't explain it. And so he's pretty much open to either having things debunked or possibly having some just paranormal oddities caught on camera or an EVP or just something to say, hey, maybe there is something there or a mixture of both. So that's something that we're we're working on, um, working with him, and we're hoping to be able to do that sometime in the summer. Oh, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. And you'll share? You'll share evidence? Oh, yeah. <laughs> in fact, we're actually hoping that there is another team that may want to join with us and go down there. We're looking at making it a, a two-night trip. Oh, that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a hint or if you had another team in mind, but you got my ears perked. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't, don't dangle that stuff in front of me and then just like, hey, let's move on to something else. That's mean. So Rob is being awfully quiet back there. Yeah, I'll pass the phone over. I'm the shy one of the group. I think you're the one person in the group that I don't know that well. I'm I'm kind of relatively new to the group. When the original group was formed. I was like one of the last few that actually joined up and then everything changed. So I'm kind of like one of the the newer members of the group. So what got you into the whole paranormal thing? Make my long story short, when I was about 16 years old, uh, I lived in Montgomery, Alabama at the time, and I was in my room watching TV. I remember hearing someone say, hello, and I turn around, knowing that nobody else is in the house but me and my dog, I turn around and I see my dog with his tail behind his legs running down the hallway trying to get away from whatever it is. Ever since then, I've been hooked. Uh, Ghost stories, legends, haunted houses, the whole nine yards, I've been uh, influenced that, hey, I want to do more of this. Since I moved here to Dallas-Fort Worth probably about six years ago, I met up with Tim, which is one of the other techie guys. I work with him. And he said, oh, yeah, we have this group. Come on over. And I've been a part of the group since. Cool. That is really cool. So Jenna alluded to some inventions and things that you've built and come up with. And do you want to share any of that or you're still working on them? Well, I, I'm, I'm dabbling in, in different things. Uh, one of the things that I've created is I didn't want to spend a whole lot of money on a ghost music box. They're like two, $300. I'm like, no, that, that's too much. So I've been doing some search on online, YouTubing it and different websites and they actually show you how to create one. So I have spent maybe 30 bucks, and I've got a uh, a music box that's got a sensor. Anything walks in front of it, it'll start playing a song, which that's one of the gadgets I brought. Uh, a couple of other gadgets that I'm working on is uh, I would love to have a thermal camera. Uh, I don't want to spend the money for them. But there, there's actually a 3D printed version online that I found, and it shows you how to put it all together. But you actually can create your own th- uh, 3D printed thermal camera were literally the third of the price of a normal camera. Oh, wow. That's great. Uh, but that's a couple of things that I'm, I'm working with right now. I'm, I'm going to be working on some other stuff, but that's as far as I've gotten at this time. Now, do you also do like all the um, cameras and audio and things like that? Uh, I have some cameras. Tim is more of the, he's got more cameras than I do. He's been doing it longer, but him and I work together, uh, taking pictures, going into rooms, setting them up. Uh, putting them like on the Xbox, stuff like that. So him and I work together on trying to cover the, the high active places. What do you normally do? Do you do handhelds? Do you set them up like a static camera? Do you 
DVR type things? Right now, we pretty much have handheld cameras. Eventually, we're, we're going to be getting some uh, actually X cameras to actually put there stationary to record so we can walk away. We don't have them yet, but we're working that direction to get them. You guys are starting to sound kind of professional here. See, now this this is a well put together team. We've got we've got a sensitive, right? Jenna's a sensitive. Uh, we've got the skeptic. We've got TJ's a skeptic. We've got a couple of tech guys. We got Lauren, and hopefully we'll get to talk to Lauren in a bit. And, and she's a little bit of everything. You know, they they kind of got their bases covered. All they need is like a young roadie to carry all their equipment for them. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? You got the roadie. <laughs> Not the roadie, yeah. My my son is um, he's very he's also very much a sensitive, um, but he's he's learning how to develop those gifts and what to do with them, and so he kind of helps with the other stuff. Like if a little bit of some tech stuff needs to be set up, he can go help with that. If uh, some reviews need to be assisted with, you know, he'll go. So he kind of helps with a little bit of everything, learning what all is going on. What's that like to have a child who's interested in what you're doing? I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know either. <laughs> well, it's weird. It runs in our family. So for me, it's not, it's not, uh, I think it would be weird if, if he didn't have anything to any type of desire or interest. But, um, but everybody in my family actually has something, uh, everything from my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my mom, uh, I do, my son now does. So we've all had some sort of experience and some form of um, gift develop. So it, it just kind of is a thing. It's interesting that you, you mentioned that your son is also a sensitive. Uh-huh. Because most of the time, when people talk about their children also having this gift, uh, not everybody looks at it as a gift, but having this gift... It's usually their daughter. It's usually mother to daughter, mother to daughter is what they talk about. Do you think that it's just the way the society is that men, boys, males don't talk about what they see and experience? Or do you think that it really is mostly predominantly mother to daughter? I think it's a little bit both, actually. With society the way it is now, men are mostly looked at to be like the backbone of the family, the strong ones, the... Uh, more logical ones, and they're not really taught to be in touch with more of their emotional side, which it seems like more of the sensitive and the paranormal and the spiritual stuff that we find really taps in more into your emotional side. So, you know, the gentle- when gentlemen have those experiences, a lot of them will back away from it and be like, I can't logically explain it. No, it didn't happen. And they try to find a way to kind of logic that away or ignore it, uh, which of course, as everybody knows, any type of innate ability that you have, you don't use it. You, you know, you'll eventually lose touch with it. You may not lose it completely, but you can lose touch with what you're doing with it. It never really goes away. And so then you have... Gentlemen who have difficulty being able to really understand what is going on when they do have that. But it's real. Um, I do want to let people know that it is real. And it is um, for a gentleman who are a little bit more emotional. We need more of you, honestly. Um, <laughs> you know, balance out the rest of society a little bit. It's okay. I, I can't argue that point. That's a logical point. John's agreeing with us here. <laughs> yeah. But 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 John's my girly man, so. 
Hey, that's that's totally cool. I'm lucky. My mother was a very liberal person. My father was the breadwinner. He went to work every day in the office, and she was a homemaker until we were older. And, uh, you know, if I wanted to play with my sister's dolls, she would set me up to play with my sister's dolls. My father would come home and was just horrified if I was playing with dollhouses and dressing <laughs> dolls. And But it didn't matter. Tonkin trucks, dolls, you know, <laughs> it was all... It was all fair game. I, I just want to say yeah. my brothers blew up my dolls. Yeah, see, I, I didn't do that. <laughs> my my dolls met horrible, horrible accidents, which was fi- actually fine with me because I hated dolls. I might have had a propensity for undressing them, but... Um... <laughs> hey, this is a family show. Don't go there. This, this is Rob. Uh, I have an older sister, and I used to torment her dolls with M80 uh, oh, yeah. firecrackers. See, see, that's the normal male thing. <laughs> Now, my brothers, I used to have what they called a Daring Debbie, and this is probably before all y'all's time. Debbie Daring. Debbie Daring. All right. Thank you, dear. Thank you for correcting me on international radio. Appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But basically, you you take this doll and you put it on the base and you wind up the base and let it go and it would go, you know, just roaring through whatever. Yeah, anything. Because it weighed about two and a half pounds. (laughs) So my brothers used to take my, my... little wind-up toy and wind it up and shoot it out on a ramp into the street in front of a city bus. That was their idea of fun with my toys. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> I can I can appreciate what you said about we need a little bit more sensitive. <laughs> I can relate in so many ways to the toy story with next-door neighbor's kid. <laughs> were, were you the next door neighbor kid or were you the toy i was the next door neighbor's kid uh-huh <laughs> see but looking you can tell who the troublemaker in the group is <laughs> yeah see and he sounds so sweet oh totally totally so so how is rob on an investigation i'm kind of like well i would like to be kind of like the Aaron of the group uh, the one that gets put in the room and locked in for X amount of time and scream ridiculously of what's, what's happening and stuff like that. that. That's the type of stuff that I like to do. All right. Here is your Aaron audition. You got to say, whoa, dude, and mean it. Whoa, dude. Not bad. Not bad. Not not enough girly squeal to it, but not bad. <laughs> well, no, that, 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 that side of me is not going to come out. <laughs> Uh, unless I'm really, really scared, then maybe the girly side will come out. But right now, I'm not scared enough, so it's not coming out. <laughs> We're going to take you out with us sometime. We'll get you getting scared. Right. I'll, I'll even lock you somewhere. I've seen it from him once. Scared? I've act- yeah, I've actually seen it from him once. We went on an investigation where we were um, actually looking at someone's, I guess it was an office building. And I had just finished communing with one of the spirits, and he caught me on camera, and he squealed and was like, you're glowing! <laughs> Were you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> see, now I want to see that. <laughs> You'll have to contact him. for the. He still has the, the video of all of that. But yeah, it's uh, it was kind of interesting. Now, wait, do y'all have a YouTube that you can upload this to the YouTubes and we can go look? Not yet. I mean, that's that's still up for debate right now, whether or not we're going to put up a YouTube. Uh, I know we're eventually going to have a, a website up. We're still working on 
uh, kind of revamping some of the things like the team colors and logo and things like that that we can get up and going. But yeah, hopefully soon. But you guys have been out as a team, this rendition, right? Oh, yeah. I definitely want to put up a YouTube that way everybody can laugh at me when I'm uh, screwing, like squealing like Aaron does. <laughs> well, I, w- I will tell you what, the videos where something like that goes on get a lot more hits <laughs> than, you know, the, the video where you're sitting around waiting for evidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you can fit in one woe dude to at least every one of your videos, you'll be go- doing good. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> one of the things I really want to do most is the deprivation where I can't see, hear, or anything like that. And, and I want to be the, the guinea pig for that. I've never done that before, but that, that intrigues me. Have you tried the Estes method yet? Estes method? Can you uh, maybe describe that to us? Sure. You might have and just don't know that word. Um, it was something actually I had never heard of before. And somebody at work... Uh, before this, just before the summer, last summer, mm-hmm. yeah, like like about a year ago, somebody at work said, "Hey, you know, do you guys do this?" I'm like, "What the heck is that? I've never heard of it." So basically, you've got one person uh, sitting there in a chair with noise canceling headphones on and a mask where they can't see. Yep. And they've got the the headphones for the spirit box, the SB7, in their ears. Um, I actually hook my headphones right up to it, so I'm only wearing one pair of headphones. And that's all they can hear. And that's all you can hear is and the spirit box. they can't see or... You can't see anything. You can't hear anything. Um, and the only thing you get is the spirit box because it's direct wired to your, your head. You've got somebody else actually asking questions. So you've got your list of questions, and they're asking questions. So the person with the SB7 going in their ears is just going to say whatever words they hear whenever they hear them. And the person asking questions is just going to ask questions like you normally would on an EVP session. And if you have enough people, which it sounds like you guys do, yeah, we're a little short on people usually, but it's good to have a third person uh, noting it all. Yeah. And then, so say Rob is sitting in the chair with the headphones on. The blindfold. And the blindfold. And Jenna, you're asking the questions. So, you know, I don't know. Is anybody here with us? And if Rob gives you an answer, if he blurts out a word, you just write that down. And then you sit down and you compare notes after. Like, hey, this was the question and these are the things that you said. And you would be surprised at how yeah. how much it relates. The, the responses relate to the questions yeah. that you've asked. And it's like, wow, that's kind of weird. So the person in isolation is really just the conduit. Yeah. They're, they're just randomly blurting out whatever they hear. Now, I've heard some renditions of this uh if you really want to help the skeptics or calm the skeptics or make it seem more plausible whatever however you want to term that is put the person with the headphones in one room and the person asking the questions in the other room so that they're not even in the same room together and have people with cameras or have cameras set up to record both of that kind of thing whoa dude i'm all for it <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. That that was that was really good. We we're, we're we're giving virtual points now for that one. That was really <laughs> good. <laughs> he gets an extra T-shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he gets extra bedazzle on his T-shirt. Most definitely. <laughs> but I mean, it's not complete sensory deprivation because you can feel touch. And I will tell you right now, you can feel touch. You can feel touch when something comes along your side and starts poking you in the side. You can feel touch. Well, 
I will have to answer your question. No, we have not done that, but we're we're taking notes over here, and this is a great idea. <laughs> there, there's actually a video on our YouTube channel, and I'll I'll send you a link later if you want to see it, where we've done this, mm-hmm. and we're 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 crammed actually in the same room. The three of us are actually crammed in the same room, so it'd be better if you could be in different rooms, but. We didn't have that luxury because there's only three of us, so we were crammed in the in the in the room. But you can see that as Carmen's asking questions and I'm responding, you you can see me jumping in my seat because something was poking me in the side. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! But I, I'm not. I think actually, I think Jenna, as the sensitive, you probably do better in the hot seat, as we call it, because mm-hmm. I think you're going to pick up more. But you know, mix, mix it around. You yeah, know, have have TJ say, mix have TJ sit in that hot seat for a while and see what happens. That would be interesting. It kind of makes me wonder. Um, maybe if we can put him in the hot seat, and maybe if I put my hands on his shoulders, oh, there to you almost go. like a fist as a conduit. That yeah. would that might work. That would be really interesting to see. Yeah. Now, now I'm thinking all sorts of things. That's definitely interesting. Now I know that Rob is partial sensitive also he's also still developing and exploring his so i think we've got a few people we could like put in the hot seat and see kind of what all comes through and what seems to be attracted to each different person right there there you go i haven't been able to get john into the hot seat he's like nah i'll run the camera well somebody's got to run the camera (laughs) the camera has a tripod (laughs) i'm just saying you you know how unreliable those things are Uh uh-huh tripod's unreliable (laughs) All I can say is try it. You might like it. Yes. I, I like the adrenaline rush. I would recommend if you can do a modified SB box, if you have a modified SB box where you take the antenna out so it's not picking up so much radio, hmm. you get a much better, clearer response. Yeah, I think Tim actually has one that he's done that with. Yeah. I think that's what that's one that we took over to uh, the VFW, I think, that one time. That was an amazing place. In fact, when you were talking about the Estes method, that's the first thing I thought of because there's so many different places in there that that would really work well. So tell us about this VFW. <laughs> you can't bring up a place and then not tell us about it. That, that's just, <laughs> that's not right. Well, um, we, had, um, we had the opportunity to go to the VFW in Mineral Wells. And so we went and it was... This is actually when I got to meet Rob, so we kind of all hung out together that evening, but it, it, was, it was really kind of fun, but it was Rob and um, Ryan and myself. Uh, yeah, TJ came, but he was uh, kind of roaming around also here and there, but um, we had heard that if you go into the ballroom, or what used to be the ballroom, that... Um, couple of things could happen. If you turn on Patsy Klein, you might be able to get a couple of um, EVPs or some videos or some pictures of a woman in a white dress. Or if you had a, someone go out onto the dance floor, it might get scratched. So, you know, we're kind of like, okay, well, that's kind of intriguing. We'll see. So I go into the ballroom. Everybody else is going to other parts of the, of the group. And I go into the ballroom and I've got one of those the electro, I'm I'm losing my my words. <laughs> yeah, the, the EMF or yeah, I had one of the EMF monitors on me, 
And I thought, well, you know, she likes Patsy Cline. I can sing. I've got a background in singing. So I turn on the phone and I find a good Patsy Cline song that I know. And I, I, I just announce, you know, hi, my name is. And um, I heard you like Patsy Cline. And I'd like to sing for you if that's okay. And so I turn this on and I start singing this Patsy Cline song. And I put the, the meter there. And this thing goes from zero to 108. Oh, my God. And it kept fluctuating between 80s to 120 and back and forth. And there was video of orbs all over the place. She had come right on up and was just sitting there listening. Did you catch anything um, audio? Um, on audio, we, act- we actually um, was able to get her to sit down and talk with us at the bar. And she gave us her name. And she said hello. And she was kind of shy. And we were able to get a picture of her also oh, over at the bar. You could see full picture, white dress. And Rob actually still has that picture. Yeah, so y'all need a website. Cool. Y'all need a website. You need a YouTube. You need a Insta. You need a Twitter. You need something. Yeah. I want to be seeing these pictures. <laughs> we can definitely get, send you the pictures for sure. Okay. It's, okay. it's pretty cool. And I wish there's, there's one other thing I wish we'd been able to get on camera. And we didn't think of it then because it was just one of those things that just kind of hit and it happened. But when we went down into the basement, we had heard that down the basement, that's where they kept, uh, when it was an old hospital, that's where they kind of kept the dead bodies until they could move them elsewhere. And occasionally, sometimes they would put children down there as a punishment. Oh, no. With the dead body. Yeah. So there's kind of a dark part of this of this building. and so. I got, I was kind of going down the stairs to go to the basement and it hits me and I can feel this, this young girl and she's crying and she's scared. And I, she told me what happened to her and we were, and I started just talking out loud, the things that I was picking up and hearing. And my son was up at the top of the stairs and he couldn't come down any further because some other entity had grabbed a hold of him and we were telling the same story from two different two different views he was telling the same the story from the viewpoint of the nurse who stuck her in there as a punishment and i was telling the story from the viewpoint of the young girl Aww. and so i i wish we had yeah that when rob saw that that he got really freaked out over that because that was kind of like his first experience to see anything of that nature happen that's what I think well do in the high pitch girl voice. <laughs> yeah, that was his that was his whoa moment. But um <laughs> we were actually we were actually able to tell that story so that the girl wouldn't feel like she was forgotten and we were able to give her that comfort and that moment and closure so she was able to leave. And when that happened, everybody just kind of took a giant deep breath, and it was like it went from being very, very dark in the room to suddenly the lights were able to actually reflect off the walls properly again. Wow. And did the atmosphere, the density of the air, did that shift as well? It did, very much so. That's something I try to impress on people. Um, There is a definite change in the air pressure. There's a definite change in... I know for me, at least, my ability to breathe. 
Yeah. I get like this whole big constriction in my chest when we, we've got company. Like a weight. Yeah. It's, it's like some pressure, kind of like a a pressure. Uh, and people look at me like I'm crazy. I think that's why I've always gravitated to you. And listeners, just full disclosure, I've known Jenna for a year now. <laughs> but I, I think that's why I gravitate to you and to Maria and all them, because y'all know, right? You, know, you, you go yeah. through it too. So you're the sensitive of the group, and I happen to know that you are really pretty sensitive, right? I'm mildly yeah. sensitive. Yeah. You are pretty sensitive. Recently, we went somewhere. We went to the Old Park Hotel, and I walked in there. And I just about suffocated because there was just so much going on. It all, it all like gravitated to me and surrounded me and kind of squished me in the crowd kind of thing. And all at once, too. All at once, too. And it drained me like super fast to the point where I could barely stand mm-hmm. up. How do you, how does somebody with your level of ability protect yourself mm-hmm. going into a situation like that? Well, it's kind of like going into any other type of situation that you're unsure of. You prepare for the worst and hope you don't need it. So um, what I personally do whenever I'm getting prepared is even hours before, I have a cleansing shower that I like to do to just kind of wash off anything else. So I'm not bringing the rest of the day with me. I'm just focused on what's going on there. Um, I have a mental exercise that I go through that kind of helps to bring a shield around me so that it's, you know, I don't have any type of unwanted energy just smashing into me and draining me all over the place. I have a set of rules where I certain, I certain things, certain pieces of information I do not give, even if it's asked for, unless I know for a fact that it's not going to be used against me, such as you don't want to give your full name. If you want to give a nickname or something like that that everybody in the world uses, you know, that's one thing, but you don't want to give something that's personal and close to you because that words have power and they carry your essence. And when you speak that, you speak that key to yourself and you don't want to give that away. So there's, there's a set of rules that I will follow. So whenever I go into a place that I'm unsure of, I already have these things set up in place. I say a prayer uh, to my guardians to help me out, to stay with me, protect me, um, allow me to do the job that I'm there to do, but do not allow the negativity to drain me, bring me down, uh, change me. Uh, so there's, there is kind of that set up and ready to go. Now, when I go into a place, if I don't need all of that, fantastic. Is it still going to be there? Yes. Because you never know when things are going to change at the drop of a hat. Right. So do you find after an investigation or just after an experience that you're a little more tired, you're ready to take a nap, <laughs> anything like that, just because we're old? Um, afterwards, before, I, I think sometimes the adrenaline gets going. And even after, for a little bit afterwards, you still have a little bit of an adrenaline high. Um, before that comes down, there's set things that I like to do also, which is I will try to sage myself, sage the rest of the group. Um, I like to take my shoes off if I can and touch the earth and try to go and hold on to a tree. 
Now, this is kind of a little bit more my druid background here, but the idea is that that tree is going to be able to connect with me. I connect with the tree, and any extra energy that I've picked up that's not mine goes into the tree, through the roots, back to the earth, and is neutralized and recycled to be reused again how the earth feels is necessary. So try to take that moment and get that off of me before the adrenaline kind of runs out, and now I don't want to move. That actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I also like to have something there to eat and drink. Just like whenever you have any type of medical procedure where you have your blood drained or um, you go in for surgery, your body looks for certain things as a key that lets it know that, it's okay, that everything is okay. Eating and drinking is one of those things. If you are harmed, if you're in danger, if you uh, if something's wrong with your body, one of the first things that goes is your desire to eat and drink because you don't know if suddenly you're going to vomit. And so I like to have something set aside to be able to eat and drink afterwards. So clear water, chocolate, uh, something with protein in it, and give those keys back to my body because the body and the spirit are going to work together as one. Even in situations like that, you're not, you're not doing this separate. You're doing it as one. And so you want to nourish your, your, your spirit, you nourish your soul, and you want to nourish your body and get all of that back in there. See, there's a reason I stop for chocolate before we go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I have to have a piece of chocolate with me or something when we're out and about. I just, I didn't, yep. I couldn't say it as well as you could, though. Just like, because I, I need it. know that's what you were doing, but you no, were doing it. I was doing it anyway, because I need the chocolate. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got a question for TJ, Mr. Skeptic. Okay. okay. Now, you've been out and about with Jenna for years now. Has there been something that you have not been able to explain away that you said, oh, well, maybe? Oh, every now and again, there is always going to be something that can't quite be explained. Unfortunately, that's just due to our lack of understanding of what's going on around us. We don't fully know the reasoning behind everything, but it doesn't necessarily mean that there actually is some paranormal entity, some higher power that's influencing. It could be just something we don't understand yet. Now, are you skeptical of paranormal in general or spirits and entities specifically? And by paranormal in general, I mean things like um, aliens, Bigfoot, cryptids, (laughs) portals? Um, I wouldn't say in general, no. I'm willing to accept the the, uh, possibility of things like aliens because it seems kind of of selfish to think that we're the only life forms out there in the universe. I agree. There's so many other places out there that things could happen. We just, like I said, we don't know about it yet. I do tend to be a little more skeptical of things like ghosts, spirits, demons so on and so forth, because it just seems like things like this, if they were actually out there, there'd be a lot more well-known about it. It'd be talked about so very much more by just the general public. But what about, and, and this, I'm actually asking this as a real question, okay, I'm not teasing or anything, but what about um, multiple dimensions? Because we talked to somebody a little while back that was very into multiple dimensions and was actually making a pretty decent case for it. Scientifically, actually, I don't see any reason why that couldn't be a possibility. I mean, basically thinking about uh, just infinite probability, anything mm-hmm. could actually possibly happen at any time, really. 
I don't see why there couldn't be things out there that actually are happening side by side. Jenna, I think I love your husband. <laughs> you are pretty awesome. I like you. I could actually sit down and have a, a big, long scientific conversation with you. We won't do that because um, I think our listeners would say, nah. <laughs> <laughs> someday, someday you and I are going to sit down and talk about this. Talk about physics and, and the paranormal and how that all works. Sounds good to me. All right, Miss Jenna, as we're coming up on our almost hour here, what are you guys doing next? Well, I think the next thing we're looking at is we're just we're getting ready to go do just a kind of like a team, I, I guess a team building thing, so either over at River Legacy or uh, Goatman's Bridge just so we can kind of get together, test out a couple of new inventions and just kind of get out of the house for a bit. I mean, I know that a few of us, you know, are still working from home, uh, a few others, you know, maybe they haven't, they just got recently vaccinated or they're still being careful right now due, due to various reasons, either personal health or family health. But it's, I think, Everybody can agree that it's uh, weighing on everybody. We're ready to get outside and breathe some fresh air. So whatever we can do to kind of get out and start kind of you know, enjoying each other's company again, we're, we're ready to go do that. Are you guys going to relaunch the Facebook page? Facebook page is up. We're going to revamp the logo and kind of do a start, a fresh start, you know, so. Can you hear me okay? Is that Lauren? <laughs> yes, that's me. Hey, you snuck up on us. Hi. Oh, man, today's been a crazy day at work. We got ballparks going into season and all kinds of good stuff, so. See, and we've bugged the heck out of everybody else over there. It's time to bug Lauren. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And listeners, I have known Miss Lauren for a year as well. I know. She is awesome. She is really super awesome. So, introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about the entities that are living in your house with you. Oh, I have quite an array here. Um, This is Lauren. Um, I am the owner, I guess, of Texas Paranormal Expeditions, DFW. And we've been around. The founder and badass woman she is. (laughs) Yes, she is. Thank you, Jenna. So, gosh, I've been doing this for a while. The team is going on two years, so, or a little over two years now, so... Yeah, we're getting ready to turn around and revamp our logo, just kind of do a whole makeover on that. And we've been a little quiet, yes. And that's going to change, hopefully within the next couple of months. And we'll be putting out some new information and getting some things rolling. And you have entities that live in your house with you. Oh, yes, I do. You know, I had, I was, uh, years years and years ago, I was in the the hair business. Um, A cosmetologist owned a salon. And I kept one of the mirrors because our building was haunted. This mirror I've kept in every home I've been in, and it is a portal. And you kept it? I kept it. <laughs> and I, I I didn't put it up in my new house. I've been here four years. So. Well, you never know when you might need to make a quick getaway. Exactly. So <laughs> I have it wrapped in the garage. <laughs> and it somehow came unwrapped a little, and somehow. a few guys started running around. <laughs> <laughs> and so a couple of them, they're a little bit uh, cantankerous, so they they kind of scare Stephanie in certain ways, but they're <laughs> not harmful. But, yeah, we do have probably 
The last time I got a good round was a, a close to 11. Oh, wow. I have one little girl. She's around 12. She's, um, she's in my house always around us. And she doesn't like to communicate much, but she does like to watch what we're doing. And she's very sweet. And we found out her name recently. So it, it was nice. And she did say that she was shy. That's why she doesn't come out and show herself more. Eleven, huh? Yeah. We did some EVPs. And just while we were sitting here one night, and we got more just class A perfect responses than I think I ever have in the entire time I've been doing this in that one night. And right there in your own home. In my own home. Wow. We get stuff to move around, but we don't really usually get EVP responses. So I was like, wow, you guys are really all ready to just, mm-hmm. you know, come out and play. So it was it was a fantastic night. So I have a question for you. Yes. Why did you keep a portal mirror? <laughs> I loved my mirror. <laughs> and I've been, I mean, those things have been with me since I can remember growing up. So I didn't see anything Nothing ever bad or negative had come through. So it was something that was I was used to and it didn't bother me. Other than the noise and, you know, people in my attic sounding like combat boots. But, you know, <laughs> things like that I got used to. You sure you don't have cats up in your attic? Because ours, ours sound like that when they get going. No, these were literally, uh, yeah, it sounded like serious, you know, military style boots. Wow. So is one of the entities in your house military-related? Uh, yes, we do. We do have one. Okay. He's older, missing a limb, but uh, he can make some noise. <laughs> <laughs> he still has three. <laughs> but he's pretty chill here. <laughs> that is so awesome. We're going to have to go visit Lauren sometime. Yeah. <laughs> guys, anytime. Seriously, next time you're up here, I'm not that far from Mineral Wells. You guys should have come over. We just rebook for September. We decided, well, we decided we're going to Kathy and Sonny's place <laughs> in Mineral Wells. Okay. Y- yet again. Yet again for yes. our birthday, because our birthday's a couple of days nice. apart. So for our birthday anniversary That's celebration, awesome. <laughs> we're going to go get poked and prodded at Well, and the last time, house. for whatever reason. <laughs> you can't beat that. That's perfect. It just wasn't really active when we were there. Last time? Yeah. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. I almost almost think that maybe the group before us had trained everybody and they were resting or something because the activity was not like it was the prior times we were there. Yeah, it was was real quiet. It was almost like, you know, going to grandma's house. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Okay. That place is always just Mm -hmm. crazy. Usually. Crazy going. Yep, usually. So we kind of wanted another another opportunity. But I, I got what I think... And I don't care what anybody says on this planet. Oh, yeah. What no, I think was... is the best piece of evidence I've ever caught in my life. Yeah, it was awesome. Even if it took locking me in the little portal closet. And <laughs> you who were <who> claustrophobic. <laughs> me claustrophobic being locked in the portal closet. Um, we have an Ovulus 5, which it's got that true-false feature. Yes, I'll do, I do like that. So I used it as a yes-no for the first time. I used it as a yes-no while I was locked in that closet. Mm-hmm. And I'd ask a question, and it would keep saying yes, 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 yes. And I was like, all right, can you hit the no for me? And it took three and a half minutes, but it did. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, 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 kept, like, it kept inching towards the yes, and I finally said, you're just messing with me now. And then it went and hit no. Awesome. I yeah. was like, you know what? Like this a direct is, response. This To me, this was great. Yeah, yeah. 
So we'll, we'll be there in September, so we'll have to catch up. Seriously, that would be great. I would love that. So we are we are just at our hour mark now, sadly. Okay. Breaking my heart here. I apologize for me being so busy, but I tell you, it's, it's been kind of crazy. But Oh, your crew has been very entertaining. <laughs> I know, it's awesome. <laughs> we, we talked about some weird things we don't usually talk about on the episode. That's good, though. The weirder, the better. <laughs> so, so, listeners, I'm going to let Lauren say the name because it is... 17 words long. It is Texas Paranormal Expeditions of DFW. Texas Paranormal <laughs> Expeditions of DFW. They are actually yes. on Facebook. If you pop up in my Facebook group, I will point you towards them as well because they are awesome people and they deserve to have as much attention as possible. And they're made up of a really great crew. Everybody's got their own talents. They work really well together. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you need a crew to come out and investigate, they have my recommendation and vote. They also have, without saying his name fully, does, does Brad can Brad do exorcisms and stuff like that in House Blessings? You know, I'm not sure if he can or not. Okay, well, they, they also have access to, if he's willing, an uh, old Catholic priest. Am I saying that right? Uh, the USOCC, the United States Old Catholic Church. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Priest and training. I'm not sure what they're called at his level. You know, <laughs> Father, Father Brad, he can come do a blessing. Um, they are awesome. <laughs> and Brad, if you're listening, yes, I just volunteered you. <laughs> they're really a great group. I've known quite a few of them for a long time. Uh, they're part of the group that when we first went to social media last year. Last, yes. last year, oh my God, it's been a year and a half already. When we first decided, yeah, yeah. When we first decided to to make that jump to social media, which is Mm -hmm. really was really hard for me because I'm not social at all. But you are. That's Uh, the thing. You are. These people, they they took me under their wing and they were nice to me. (laughs) And when I said things like, "Hey, there's somebody standing over your shoulder," they didn't say, "What the hell is wrong with you?" They said, "Oh yeah, that's just so and so." (laughs) So I do. I found a home with these people. So check them out thank you, thank you we will have their links in the show notes if you want to find out more about them if you want to contact them we're going to keep an eye on all the tinkering going on they're obstinate in the background so we know what's being built <laughs> what the new the new toy on the horizon is going to be we're looking forward to that i'll also post that picture of flow uh on, on, on the facebook website of our group so that way you can see that as well i'll do that later tonight okay all right i'm gonna hold you to that too I'm going to sit here and nag Jenna and Lauren until I see it. <laughs> nag. Okay. Hey, I'm an old Italian girl. I, do, I can nag. I'll nag. I live about an hour away from here, so at least give me a couple hours, but it will be up before midnight. That I'll promise. Fine. <laughs> Fine. You know I go to bed at 8 o'clock, right? Well, there's always tomorrow. I'm asleep by 8 o'clock. <laughs> I'm old. You're not asleep. You're, you're relaxing and reading. I'm 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 in bed with a cat on my face by eight o'clock. So, <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming on. You guys have been a blast. Oh yes, thank you. We really enjoyed having you. Thank you for having us. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you too. Thank you. <laughs> have a good night, guys. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, if you like what you hear, and how could you not? We are freaking adorable. Check us out as Crazy Cat Paranormal on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. 
The links will be in the show notes.